the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If somebody that doesn't love you tries to discipline you, what happens? Somebody that doesn't love you disciplines you. What do you do? You run. You run for your life. Amen. I've given this imagery many times, you know, especially mothers, when they try to discipline a little child, their daughter or their, their son, the little one will cling to the mother, will cling to the mother, even though they are being disciplined. But they will still cling to them. But if it's not your child, that, that little one will run. Run home. Run somewhere. Why? Because that little child does not believe that you love him or her. So if we are true sons and daughters of God, we will endure. We'll endure. We'll take it in. We'll take the discipline. Even though it's difficult. Even though it doesn't sit well with us. But we'll take it in. We endure it. Because we know that he loves us. Because we know that he loves us. Even though we don't understand. We don't understand why he's saying no. We don't understand why he's saying wait. It's not time. You want to move? You want to do it now? Right now? But he's saying no. It's not time. It's not this year. It's next year. It's not this one. Is this one? Is not that? Is this one? But we want to do something else. Uh, and the Lord is saying, No, don't do it. And we Lord, if we know that He loves us, we're going to listen. We're going to submit. We're going to give Him to God. We're going to give Him to God. We're going to let God have His way. Hebrews 12 11 says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Discipline is painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Again, many of us, as we get older, we look back and say, thank God for my parents that corrected me. Thank God for my parents that did not let me do this, that did not let me do that. Thank God they restrained me. You wouldn't, you wouldn't say that when you are being disciplined. But now you can look back. So let's remember that our God loves us. And if he says, don't do this, don't do that, wait. It's because he loves us and it's because he can see ahead. Amen. Again, God's presence and discipline are necessary for us to finish well. Most of Hebrews 12 is about divine discipline. How discomforting and painful it can be. And the blessing that it brings afterwards. The Holy Spirit gives us two classic examples of those who did not finish well because they rejected discipline. But also gives us a prime and shining example of the Son of God who subjected himself to the discipline of the Father of all spirits and as such finished well. Let me say that again. Most of Hebrews 12 is about divine discipline. How discomforting and painful it can be 
and the blessing that he brings afterwards. The Holy Spirit gives us two classic examples of those who did not finish well because they rejected discipline. It also gives us a prime and shining example of the Son of God who submitted or subjected himself to the discipline of the Father of all spirit to his, to his Father and as such finished well. Of course, we also have many examples in chapter 11, Hebrews 11, of those who through faith, through faith, because of faith, by faith, they finished well. And when you say by faith, what does it mean? By the word of God. There's no faith without the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and, by, and hearing by the word of God. So through faith, by faith means by the word of God. And the word of God is filled with correction. It's filled with instruction, with discipline. Amen. So by faith means by the word of God, by the discipline of the Holy Spirit, by the discipline of the word of God, they made it to the end. They finished well. Mm. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. So we have these two examples of those who rejected correction and so did not finish well. They rejected correction and so did not finish well. Esau. And we also see the people of Israel talking about Mount Sinai. Esau and the people of God or Israel at Mount Sinai. They rejected the word of the Lord and so they did not make it. Even though the Lord said, okay, I forgive you. I forgive you. Okay? I forgive you. But because of the word they rejected, they did not make it. Because of what they already did, they did not make it. Let's quickly look at um, Esau. Genesis 26, 34 to 35. Genesis 26, 34 to 35. When Esau was 40 years old, he took as wives Judith, the daughter of Berai the Ethite, and Bismarck the daughter of Elon the Etite, and they were a grief of mine to Isaac and Rebekah. So Esau took or married from the people of the land in a deliberate disobedience, deliberate disobedience to the word of God, and deliberate disobedience to his grandfather's instruction, even to the experience, to the deliberate you know, disobedience to the experience of his own father, Isaac. Remember when uh, Abraham wanted a wife for Isaac. What did he do? He sent back home to get Rebekah. So his own mother did not come from around that place. His own mother was taken from back home by the instruction of the Lord. So in a deliberate disobedience to that, he married from the people of the land. Basically from the unbelievers. He married from the unbelievers. And the scripture says... And they were a grief of mine. Those wives were a grief of mine to Isaac and Rebekah. If you look at 2746 quickly, Genesis 2746, it says, And Rebekah said to Isaac, I am weary of my life because of the daughters of health. Daughters of health, meaning daughters of the Etite. If Jacob takes a wife of the daughters of health, like these who are the daughters of the land, what good will my life be to me? Then, if you look at uh, Genesis 28, verse uh, 6, Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padanaram to take himself a wife from there, and that as he blessed him, he gave him a charge, saying, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan, and that Jacob had obeyed his father and his mother, and had gone to Panorama, also Esau saw that the daughters of Canaan did not please his father Isaac. 
So Esau went to Ishmael. Basically, it's like, okay, I see, I see. Okay, let me do something that will please them. And he also saw, Esau saw that Jacob obeyed his spirit, everything. Now, the description of the life of Esau is this, that he was a wild man, a man of the field, a profane, unbelieving, irreverent, disrespectful kind of a person. But the description of the life of Jacob is he was a man of the house, a man of home, submissive, obedient, loving, caring, and all of that. The Lord wants us to be loving, to be obedient, to be um, a people of home, a people of the house, a people of the family, caring, loving, gentle. He doesn't want us to be a people of the field, wild, <laughs> running around, crazy, happy-go-lucky, you know, unprincipled, uncaring. Mm -mm. Ephesians 6.1 says, Children, obey your parents in the law, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Let me say this. If you have problems respecting and submitting to parental authority, if you have problems respecting and submitting to parental authority, you will also struggle with respecting and submitting to authority in general. Take that seriously. If you have problems respecting, submitting to your parents, you will also struggle with respecting and submitting to authority in general. The first place we encounter authority is at home, with mostly with our parents, especially those that grew up with their parents. If you grew up with your grandparents, that's again your experience authority. Whoever you grew up with, you experience authority there. If you struggled with submitting to that authority, you're going to struggle with submitting to any kind of authority. And if that is the case, you're going to have a hard time in life. You're going to have a hard time in life because authority is everywhere. Amen. <laughs> Governmental authority is there. Parental authority. Organizational authority. We have authority everywhere. And if we struggle with submitting to authority, we're going to struggle with discipline. We're going to struggle with instruction. We're going to struggle with correction. And of course, we're not going to do well. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, thank you. We give you praise. We exalt your name, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we have come to be taught of you. We have come to be trained by you. We have come to be tutored by you. Every scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for reproofs, for rebukes, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God, the woman of God, may be perfected, thoroughly equipped for all good works. Lord, we ask, we ask that you will give us a heart, a heart of submission, heart of obedience. Lord, remove a hard heart from us. Remove stubbornness from Remove obstinacy. Lord, may we never be rebellious, O God. Give us a heart of humility, a heart of submission, a heart of obedience to you. Now give us a heart of submission to one another. 
that we are able to humble ourselves to submit to one another to submit to one another help us Lord give us a heart of submission a heart of humility give us a heart a mind a life that loves correction that loves knowledge for correction and reproofs are the way of life thank you Father. in Jesus name